When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, we're going to talk about this again. Jonathan Taylor should absolutely be franchised a year from now. Without question, absolutely, and that's that. We're going to, Delvin Cook is being released by the Minnesota Vikings. You know why. I know why. We'll go over why, and we'll go over why Jonathan Taylor, as a result of this, or maybe part and parcel to this, should be franchised. It's got to be franchised. It's not about fairness. Getting paid is never about fairness. It's always about business. What do people need to pay to get the goods that they desire? That's the way employers think about this stuff. That's the way they have to think about this. It's not about fairness. We'll go over why it is absolutely both fair and good business for Jonathan Taylor to be franchise tagged and what the ramifications of that are. We're also going to talk a little bit OTAs wrap up for the Colts today. We'll talk a little bit about that mandatory minicamp coming next week. We are off of Isaiah Rogers, at least for now. Uh, we're going to talk about Live Golf. The people with the Live Tour, not the golfers, but the administrators who are kept in the dark about the negotiations between the PGA and Live and everybody else and the Saudis, they are of a mindset that Live Golf will be able to continue. Yikes! Can you be that obtuse? And then, of course, we're going to talk about Jack Swarbrick who is stepping down as the athletic director at Notre Dame University or University of Notre Dame. He's going to be replaced by an NBC Sports bigwig because you know what? Why not? If you can become the AD at Notre Dame, have at it. I do not blame uh, Pete Bavacqua at all for making that decision. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling. For Thursday, June, what is today? June 9th? Maybe, might be the 8th. I'm not sure. Going to have to check. I think it's the 8th. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Sometimes, you know what, on a Thursday you forget what the date is. What are you going to do? Does it matter whether it's the 8th or the 9th? I don't think so. And we're brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing who are so great. I called Jared Johnson today and I said, Jared, help. And he's going to come to the house and he's going to fix something. It's the 8th. Thank you, Tyler. I appreciate it. We got a problem with the refrigerator. There's a leak. We got to, it's got to be addressed and it's got to be addressed quick. And Jared is coming over to address it. Give him a call. 765-610-8809. Know what? I didn't even have to look it up when I called Jared Johnson. How about that? 
smash the subscribe button, hit the like button, see that bell icon? You hit that bell icon, you get an alert every time we go live. And if you want to make a super thanks donation, absolutely do that. We get it. And uh, we'll read your comment. We will respond to it in kind. Dalvin Cook is going to be released. He has been told by the Minnesota Vikings, and it's the right call. He was scheduled to make a lot of money this, this coming year. And because he was scheduled to make a lot of money, you know what? Running backs, not so much. He was scheduled to make $11 million. He was going to count $14 million against the cap. Cutting him is going to cost the Vikings $2 million. They've got to pay to Dalvin Cook, and they will take a $5.1 million cap hit. This is better for them because Dalvin Cook is 28 years old, and Dalvin Cook has had over 1,500 carries. So the actuarial table will tell you that at that point in a career, there is a decline. Players are declining assets. They decline in value. Bill Veck figured that out. He got the IRS to buy into the fact that these are declining assets, and he has made hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars, in tax savings by asserting the declining asset feature of uh, those employees. So let's talk about Jonathan Taylor for a minute. Jonathan Taylor, great guy. Really good running back, special running back, in fact. Over 1,800 yards, one of the top 30 seasons for running backs in the history of the NFL. And this is an era where that doesn't happen very often, and the importance of the running back position has never been lower. So there, you've got to franchise a running back, it costs $10.09 million. That's what you have to pay this year. To a guy like Saquon Barkley, who has yet to sign his franchise tag, that's what the Giants were on the hook for in salary to Saquon Barkley as a result of their franchise tagging him. That's what it is. That's the lowest amount of any position group other than special teams in the National Football League. And all of that is set by the CBA, which was collectively bargained between the NFL and the NFL Players Association. This is not the owner's being high-handed. This was, this was bargained. This was negotiated through as the last CBA was enacted. He, Jonathan Taylor, has a market value of $13.1 million. So $13.1 million minus $10.09 million, that's a $3 million advantage to the house, to the owners. Michael Pittman is kind of a comp. All right, his market value is $18.4 million. That's $1.3 million less than what the franchise tag costs this year for wide receivers, which is obviously $19.7 million. Wide receivers are paid at a higher level. This is arrived at by averaging the top five average salaries uh, of, of people in that position group, salaries and bonus, blah, blah, blah over the course of a, a, a contract, the average. That, so, but you know how things work with the cap. You got the bonuses, so the, it's up and down. The salary cap hit for the teams. This kind of flattens it. it in fact, it does flatten it. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, 24 and a half years old and 860 ca carries. So he's roughly halfway, maybe a little over halfway to where Dalvin Cook is right now, at the point where he, his expense 
is beyond, much beyond, what the Vikings believe they're going to get a return on investment. So, not only do you franchise Jonathan Taylor once, you franchise him a second time because the second franchise tag is 120% above what the player made last year. 120% of $10.09 million is $12.107 million, I believe, as I'm trying to check my math. It's 12.108. You're paying less for the same thing. I'll put it where you can get at it. Okay, you watch, walk into a Gucci store. Let's say you're flush with cash. You got lots of cash. You got Jim Ursay cash. All right, and you want to walk into the Gucci store over at the Fashion Mall at Keystone at the Crossing, and you say, okay, I want to buy this Gucci uh, No Jum Dionysus small python bag. What's it retail for? $4,400. No, I don't want to pay $4,400 for it. I want to pay $6,300 for it because that's what it's worth to me. To be fair to you selling me the bag, I want to pay $1,900 more than you want to sell it for. Why? Because I got loads of money and who gives a damn? Or let me go down the Gucci road yet further. You decide you want a Gucci Diana mini lizard tote bag. These cost $8,000 retail. No, I don't want to pay $8,000 for the Diana lizard uh, tote bag thing. I want to pay ten three. I want to pay $10,300 because that's what I feel like it's worth. I don't mind doing that because I'm a fair person. And I believe that my wife or another lady might get so much enjoyment out of this tote bag that I need to pay more for it than you're willing to charge or you have decided to charge. I'm going to pay more. That's what this is. The contract that the end, okay, so you franchise somebody. That's a, uh, it's a non-exclusive franchise tag, which means other teams could bid on the services of that player. They can negotiate and come to a deal. And then the Colts would have the, uh, they, uh, the option of matching the deal or not matching the deal, passing on the deal. Let's say that the Green Bay Packers said, we think that Jonathan Taylor is worth five years, uh, $68 million, 47 of it guaranteed with a, a signing bonus of $34 million. Whatever, whatever the numbers are. The Colts could say, we'll pay that for him, and they get to keep him for that price. Or they say, not nah, Pasadena. Go ahead, take them, Packers. The Packers would have to cough up number ones for the next two drafts. First round draft picks, the next two drafts. That's why franchise tag, look, it's a complete, it's ridiculous. Nobody, nobody is going to do that. People don't sign franchise tag players to long-term deals against the originating team because they're not going to give, they're not going to pay market value for a guy and give up two ones. They're just not going to do it. So that's pointless. It's a false negotiation, right? Jonathan Taylor is really, really good. Jonathan Taylor deserves exactly what the Colts give him. That is fair market value, what the Colts are obligated to give him. And it's going to be a little bit more than 10.0 
$9 million next year. That's going to go up just a skosh, as it always does. The Colts have to franchise him so they can use, look, it's kind of a zero-sum game with a hard cap, right? They're going to pay somebody most of that money. Whatever they save, it's going to go to somebody. This is why the locker room is not going to be terribly discouraged because the, the Colts use their franchise tag. Number one, it eats that franchise tag for the franchise. And number two, that's going to leave more money to be divvied up among other guys, potentially. It's not always the way it works. Uh, sometimes it works that way. Teammates going to be cool with it. Delvin Cook is going to sign, and he's going to sign for a lot of money. And that's a good thing, too. Live, this made me laugh. And this is so typical of people who are just hoping. We've all been in that position. I was in that position at MS. I was like, boy, I hope I got a job tomorrow. I really hope that what it seems like is going to happen doesn't happen. What happened was that the other day, the PGA announced that PGA Live and, and this consortium, uh, this uh, Saudi money pump, they're merging. And so the people at Live are asked about it. And they, Greg Norman was not consulted about any of this, nor were any of his underlings with Live Golf. So uh, they're asked about it, and they said, well, we think that Live can coexist. Live is not necessarily going anywhere. That's not, that's not articulated in any of this. This is a jumping off point of the merger. Live might be allowed to continue. That's what Greg Norman told his minions. There is no chance of that. Live is dead. They pulled the plug. They are moving the corpse to the, uh, to the morgue, the, the basement of the hospital where it's gonna be stored for a bit, and then it's going to be buried and sealed, and it's going to be adios to live. The, the PGA would never allow Liv to like continue. That, that's got to be a part of the negotiation, that Liv just goes away. It's dead. It's over. It's done. The Saudis won. Liv was nothing more than a Saudi-funded initiative to earn a seat at the table with Jay Monahan and wind up crafting exactly the agreement that they got. The Saudis were not born yesterday. Live was nothing more than a contrivance to earn a seat at the table. And that's exactly what it wound up being. The PGA capitulates. They say, sure, we'll take your money. Now what's going to happen? At some point, the PGA is going to be in the same spot as these boobs over at Live Golf. Uh, Jack Swarbrick, not that it'll go away. I mean, the administrators at the PGA. They're going to walk around all fat and heavy like, hey, Jay Mahanin's like, hey, we did a great job. We got a lot of cash. Saudis are funding everything. Hey, everything's what? What? Oh. They're goners. Swarbrick, gone at the uh, early next year. Going to be out. Uh, he's res retiring. Leaving Notre Dame. Did a great job as the athletic director at Notre Dame the last 20 or uh, 15 years. Really, really good. Went there in 2008. Uh, I don't think there are very few moments of his 15 years that he needs to look back, kind of scratch his head and say, what was I doing? How'd this happen? He was a very good administrator for the University of Notre Dame. And uh, the guy replacing him, a graduate, Pete Pavacqua, 
was the chairman of NBC Sports, a graduate, graduate of Notre Dame in 1993. He was a walk-on putter for Lou Holtz at Notre Dame. He's a guy who checks all the boxes to become an athletic director at Notre Dame, and that first box is making money. Bring in the cash. You know what we're worth. They know what we're worth. They know you know what we're worth. Now go do the deal that gets us a whole lot of cash. That's going to be Bavakwa's uh, mandate as he comes into Notre Dame. And by God, we better not have another kid fall off a scissor lift. We have another one of those. we got a problem. You've got to protect us against lawsuits, and you've got to win the broadcast media negotiations and the digital media negotiations, and then we'll consider you a huge success. That's how it works in Notre Dame. So are you with me now about Jonathan Taylor? Are you with me that they need, Jim say, Chris Ballard, they need to franchise tag him. Jonathan Taylor is not going to be a better football player at $15 million a year than he will be at $10 million a year. Same guy, same back, less money, because the CBA allows teams to do it. And if the players didn't want this franchise tag being a big, giant pain in the ass for running backs, they should have negotiated that a little bit differently. But they didn't. And so it's the mandate of these teams to manage their money correctly. And that means you franchise tag Jonathan Taylor and you do it without a second look. And if he doesn't want to play under the franchise tag, you say, hey, fine. What are we going to do now? You're going to walk away from what is going to be about $10.5 million when your career is as a running back about seven, eight years tops. No, you're not going to do that. So you take the 10 plus, you take the 12 plus, you negotiate a deal as a free agent. Maybe you come back here for a couple of years at about the same rate and you retire having made about $60 million and you pat yourself on the back for doing it. That's how it works. We will talk to you tomorrow morning, breakfast with Kent, bright and early. You run harder if you feel wanted. No, you don't. Who does that? You get paid for practice. You'd play for free. You don't run harder if you feel want. If ten million dollars doesn't make you want to feel or doesn't make you feel wanted, ta ta to tell you got to go do something else for a for a living. Go work at Lowe's, and see what real work is like for no pay. Go do that. Don't try to like. Oh, I feel so sorry for Jonathan Taylor. This is terrible. The Colts are mean for just paying him ten million dollars on a franchise tag, kid.